ABC Radio. You're listening to Nightlife. Nightlife with Philip Clark. Joining us this week for a look at uh, business and finance is the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder. Ian, good evening. Evening, Phil. Welcome to Nightlife. The uh, big topic this week, of course, has been superannuation. We've done very little other than talk about it all, yeah. all week after the speech by Jim Chalmers, the Treasurer, suggesting that uh, changes are afoot. So I think it's been noted earlier this week when Treasurers start talking about the national interest and so on. That usually means they're coming after your pocket in some way or another. What's the government on about here? What are they trying to achieve? Well, they're trying to achieve, I guess, a fairer outcome for superannuation. Um, but they're also, there's a couple fairer to, of. Fairer to who? Well, fairer to everybody, to taxpayers, mm. essentially, because the system at the moment isn't sustainable in any way, shape, or form the way it's uh, evolved over the years. Why not? It, well, it's, it costs too much. Essentially, um, you know, we the the original the idea. The same might be said of the diesel fuel rebate scheme. I mean, all these things cost too much, but yeah. that doesn't mean that they're not going to be uh, kept in place. Well, they? you know, there are things like the NDIS as well, which people mm. say cost too much. But you know, at some stage, you have to address, you know. Uh, areas of expenditure mm-hmm. that are blowing out to the point where it's going to really make it almost impossible for you to rein in your, a, a budget deficit. You know, we have a structural budget deficit, and this is one of the areas that needs to be addressed. Now, you know, look, if you think back to the original idea for superannuation was to actually reduce the pressure on the budget, right? right? The whole idea was we're going to have everybody saving for their own retirement. It will mean that we will be spending less on the pension and people will look after their own retirement. That hasn't happened. What's, what's the problem with, with superannuation as the government sees it? Um, Why is it costing? I don't think it's merely a government. uh, You know, to put it along ideological lines, I don't think uh, it it matters who you are. It's not sustainable in terms of the amount of tax uh, rebates or the amount of tax concessions that are applied to superannuation. It's just just run run us through those again. I mean, there's there's a low rate of tax paid by earnings in the fund when you take money out at the end. When you're sixty or sixty five, it's tax free essentially. Yeah. Well, not essentially. It is tax free. Well, not all, but, you know, there's tax concessions putting money in and there's tax concessions when you, uh, earn, ma- when you earn an income off those assets that you've accumulated. Mm. So the concessions on the way in are essentially if you put uh, money in that you're, you pay around 15 you're cents. 15, 15%. You're paying 15%, yeah. that's right. Um, and obviously the more the richer you are and the higher the tax rate you are, uh, if you put money in on that side, then you can reduce your taxable, uh, the amount of tax you pay overall because you're paying a portion of your money, you're reducing it down to 15%. Now, look, that's been tightened up quite strongly over the years. Yeah, so there you, are limits. You can't, you, can't put it, you can't put whatever you like into no, it. No, that's right. No, no. Where the real problem is, is on the other side, once you retire. So if you've got a, about 1.7, up to $1.7 million in superannuation, uh, the earnings off that $1.7 million go to you tax-free. That's right. Now, if you earn, you know, and it hasn't, it's not impossible to earn up to 10%, and a lot of people were earning 10% returns on their superannuation, 10% on $1.7 million is $170,000 a year. Well, that wasn't, that was not, I mean, you might have earned that for a bit. But so, uh, sure, uh, but okay, let's say it drops to 5, mm. 5%, you know, that's, uh, you know, you've you got a half of that, you've got $85,000 a year, and $85,000 a year tax-free is equivalent to around about 120 or so, mm. or 110, and if you're a couple, you can both have 1.7 in there, so you can earn quite a lot of money um, tax-free out of, out of that $1.7 million. Why is that a cost to the government? 
That's not their money. It's well, your money. It's your money. Well, hang on. You're, you're earning, let's say you're a couple. Let's say you do get a, a year where you earn 10%, right, on your mm. super fund, mm. right? So that's $340,000, right, tax-free for, for a couple. Well, that would be the very small numbers of people who had 1.7 each, which would be, it's, um, it's, as we know from the numbers, mm. a very small number. It's not a very small number. There's quite a lot of people who have got up around that. The, the vast bulk of people retire with not enough superannuation. About, two, the, about 200. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who don't retire with anywhere near enough superannuation. Correct. Correct. And, the, and so the vast bulk of people who retire still either get the pension or part of it. So there's a failure in superannuation at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the other end, but just consider this. Let's say you do get $340,000 as a couple out of superannuation that year. Uh, and there's a young couple uh, earning, you know, let's say $100,000 with a couple of kids. They're paying quite a lot of tax on their on their $100,000 earning, and you're getting $340,000 for nothing. So, okay, I, I, yeah, I, I, I accept There all. are conceptually big differences between the two, two events, though, aren't there? One, one is superannuation, and the other is taxable earnings during your income-earning period. Okay, look, I accept that you've got to have, maybe you've got to have some kind of incentive there where you don't pay tax, all right? Mm. But that's, that's a fairly large amount of money where you're not paying tax. But here's where it gets really, really uh, out of control. Mm. Anything above $1.7 million, if you've got a, uh, a superannuation fund with more than $1.7 million in it, you don't pay any tax on the earnings to $1.7, and you only pay 15% on any earnings above that. Now, there's not a lot of funds, but you know there, there are, there's one fund that has half a billion dollars in it that's sitting out there, right? There's one privately owned superannuation fund with a half a billion dollars. It pays no tax. The, the people who are you know, the beneficiaries of that fund pay no tax. Tax up yeah, to one point seven and fifteen percent from one point seven. I know, up to but, but that's that's not a problem. It's one fund. It's one fund, and uh, I, this is. I, I'm just questioning why well, I'll tell the, you, gov- the governments are floating this sort of stuff around. But that doesn't describe anything like the majority of, pe- of people. Okay, but the tax concessions are costing fifty billion dollars a year, Phil. Fifty billion dollars a year, and within the next within the next twenty five years, the cost of the superannuation tax concessions mm. will outstrip the cost of the of the pension. Right. Well, so, th- but they're not actually government outlays. Oh yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. It's Why? money foregone, right? It, you know, it, it's an opportunity cost here, right? If that money, which is not- more to the point, in that that is the government has seen, and this was always coming. They've seen superannuation, which has been a remarkably successful scheme for Australians in in amassing and accumulating wealth. They've seen this and thought we're coming after it. I don't agree with you, right? I mean, I don't see why. Is that the is that the message you want to send? What's that though? The superannuation, which was uh, which was set up as a scheme by which you could accumulate money yeah. to 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 fund yourself in retirement, is now seen as having got so big that it's a it's something the government wants to come after. It's got big. It's three point three trillion dollars mm-hmm. overall in the system, but the vast bulk of people as you mentioned, don't have enough to retire on out of it. No, so there's not. a small number, of the small percentage of people with a very large amount of money in there that are not paying any tax 
And, you know, you think about it, we're an ageing population here. So I'll give you a few, a few numbers here. You know, back in uh, 1975, there were 7.3 workers for every retiree. There's now only four workers for every retiree. So the, the, the burden of taxation and, and funding essential services is falling on fewer and fewer people. So what is the government trying to do here, though? Are they actually trying to go after... This is what seems unclear. Are they going after the very few wealthy people at the top? Because the vast bulk of people with superannuation are not wealthy and don't have very much. So are they going to say, for example, if you've got more than $4 million in a superannuation fund, you'll have to pay a full marginal rate of tax on anything above, I don't know, 38 Mm. Are they going to say something like that, or are they going to say, no, 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 we're going to put a tax on all of it across the board? I doubt whether they would do that, right? I don't think they would I put think a tax. They'd, on. they'd be turfed out of the next election yeah, if they yeah, did. Yeah, mm. so they wouldn't do that. But I mean, I think it's it's reasonable to suggest that at the moment, and you know, Malcolm Turnbull and Scott Morrison are the ones, the architects of this. They put a limit on how much you could earn. They dropped the limit mm. down to one point six. It's now risen to one point seven because of indexation. Yeah. So it's it's one point seven million dollars. That's the maximum amount you can have that will attract a 0% tax on your on your earnings from that. Right. Now, if you can't live off the earnings from $1.7 million but per not, annum... But not many people have that. No, that's true. but that's the, And that's why it is such a generous kind mm. of amount. So if, I don't see a problem with leaving that intact, mm. right? And then anything above that, you pay the tax that a normal company would pay on its earnings or an individual. So you would pay no tax up to $1.7 million. Well, as, you, as we know, this is the problem, though, with corporate taxes, that a lot of companies just don't pay tax. Well, there, and I mean, it, all, it would all get reduced mm. anyway by the amount of uh, franking credits that you had in there and all sorts of other areas, so mm. it would probably be much reduced. But the fact is the taxation concessions deny $50 billion a year in revenue to the to the to the system, and that is not a sustainable. Well, is, is it? I just say conceptually: is it is it a denial of these funds, or is it simply an opportunity the government sees to collect this money? Well, it's, it's it's not as though it's money that was owed to the system. It's just that the government thinks, well, it's, it's this money is money that we could go and collect. But you you know, there are other people who are paying tax on their income, mm. right? So, so, what, yeah, I'm sure so why, why, does some, why does some class of people have to pay tax on their income and others don't? Because superannuants would say, well, how about, how about we make, for example, corporate tax payable by corporates, which, as we know, some of the largest companies in the, in the, in the country don't pay tax or pay very little. So they might say, well, yes, if you've got ideas about going to collect, why don't you go and collect from some well, of that's these Well, that's another issue. And, I mean, and that is an issue that, that is clearly in the public mind. Corporate and, tax and it, avoidance costs yeah. more than $50 billion every year, I would think. It, it, I'm sure it does. And that's something that the government, of all persuasions, have tried to to eliminate. And not just our Mm. government, but but governments around the world. Mm. Uh, You know, the OECD has a special task force to do that. But, you know, you've got to address every area of your expenditure and your income to ensure that you do have a sustainable budget. So so (laughs) it's not clear what, from his statement, what he... What the intention is here, though, no. apart from words like equitable and yeah. balance or all look, this, they're raising mean, they're raising the flag, mm. right? And they're so saying that we're coming after yeah. you. Yeah, well, I think they're saying here it is. This is this has been something that's been in debate for a very long period of time. This isn't something that just happened this week. You know, I mean, I've written about this for many years. Other people have as well. That it's not an equitable system. It doesn't actually fulfil the needs that you know for when we established it. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of people 
retire without enough money. There are still as many people going on the uh, on the pension uh, as almost as there were, you know, when the when this system was first set up. Mm. So it has benefited very well-off people very well, and it's become a tax shelter, number one, and, it's, and, and secondly, it's become uh, a means for bequeathing your wealth onto your children. So, And more and more, that is the case. Now, you have an ageing population. You have to try and do something to balance your budget. You need to provide services for an ageing population. So you can't have people there going, I don't want to pay any tax at all, and but I want free medical benefits and I want all this other stuff. And I mean, how many times have you heard, hey, listen, you know, I paid tax all my life. You know, shouldn't have to pay tax when I'm retired. That's right. right that's right. And I've usually Fair say, enough. I usually say, well, you haven't paid tax all your life because either you're, you're not alive now when we're talking or you're paying tax, right? Because you are alive and you're not paying any tax. No, I think, though, <laughs> that people rightly see that, that retirement is a period in your life when it's time to collect rather than pay. And that's the whole point of superannuation. And, you know, I think people are rightly suspicious of governments because they know when big governments come after people. They don't go after the big end of town. They never do Mm -hmm. because it's all too hard. What they do is come after the little guy. Well, this isn't the little guy, though. This is people who are very, very well off, who are doing exceptionally well out. They haven't said this, though. They haven't haven't said we we will only introduce these changes at the top end. Yeah, well, I think you might find that Malcolm Turnbull and Scott Morrison were the first ones to actually take action on this. Prior to that, of course, you had Peter Costello who opened the system up and said, we are going to put limits on the amount of money that you can put in each year, mm-hmm. uh, but we won't be doing it for, I can't remember the, the, t- the term, but it was, it was either 12 months or 18 months. And so there was a free-for-all from a lot of very wealthy people who stacked as much cash into their superannuation accounts as possible that was to period. take mm-hmm. advantage mm-hmm. of this situation that we have now. And it clearly, look, uh, as I said, if but you But that want, doesn't it, operate anymore, though. No, no, but there's all that money flowed in at that time. Mm-hmm. And then since then, governments have you know, increasingly tried to reduce the amount of money that can go in, that can be piled in. And of course, you know, as I said, Scott Morrison and Malcolm Turnbull reduced, reduced the size of a, a super fund down to 1.6, now up to 1.7. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's a lot of money. And if you can't live off the earnings on that tax-free, um, then there's something wrong with you, really. I mean... Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you just can't. That's a, that, that, you can't that's a, that's be, a value judgment. Well, yeah, not yeah. really, because you know, is it right to be giving tax concessions is, on on earnings? And we're talking earnings here. We're not talking, mm. you know, the wealth that's in there, the money that's in there, the assets mm. that are there. We're talking only off the earnings. And is it fair that somebody, a young kid with earning sixty thousand dollars a year, has to pay tax, and somebody earning, you know, several hundred thousand dollars a year out of a, out of a superannuation fund doesn't have to pay tax? Is that fair? <laughs> I don't think it is. Hmm. We shall await uh, the outcome of, uh, I guess, these uh, their statements. But the nitty gritty of all this, of course, will be in what they actually propose. Yeah, and we don't know, what, we don't that know is. what that is. No, and, and it, we probably won't know for quite some time. And I'm hmm. sure it'll be targeted to really closing off the loopholes at the top end. Yeah. All right, Ian, good to talk, as always. Thanks, Phil. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.